Hope Through the Fire, a bi-weekly podcast that highlights the stories of people who have faced great trials but found lasting hope through Christ and His Word. We are Bob and Kelly, and we are your hosts as we walk through these beautiful stories of hope. God has become so real to us through some of our own personal trials, and we want to help you find that same joy even in difficult times. We believe these stories will inspire you to look for the beauty in the ashes and experience God's grace. So let's get started. the Hope Through the Fire podcast. We are excited to have you here with us today. I'm Kelly, along with my co-host Bob, and episode 11 is coming to you from the Hope Through the Fire podcast studio. We weren't sure if that was going to actually happen today, or if we were going to have to record this episode from a hospital room, but we missed that by about an hour and a half. Yes, my friends, I just got discharged from a 13-day stay in the hospital. About three weeks ago, both Kelly and I tested positive for COVID. And Kelly had a a rough go around with it, but it wasn't as bad as I had it. And I apologize if I sound a little different. I've been lungs filled with a bunch of junk, but right now oxygen is doing really well. But in the past couple weeks, a couple days, excuse me, I've been battling oxygen levels with uh, high fever, body aches, threats of blood clots. um, And thankfully that's all passed now. And it's good to be home Uh, It's been a trying time to regulate the oxygen levels to where they need to be. The doctors have been saying that everything was looking good and and positive, but they were really perplexed where my (coughs) lungs couldn't produce the oxygen that I needed. And all the signs kept pointing me to, to, to be able to have the oxygen where they need to be, but my lungs were just being so stubborn these last couple days. The doctors have been saying something that I've been hearing all my whole life. They just said I'm just a, a, an, an anomaly. We, we've known that for a long time, but the doctors just proved it finally. You're, you're special. You're yeah, very, I'm very pretty special. special. <laughs> uh, but it's been wonderful to see these doctors that have just taken incredible care of you the whole time you're in the hospital. Um, they are overworked and understaffed. Those poor people, they have they did such a great job trying to take care of you, but there were times where it would be four or five hours and no one would even come by his room just because they're so overworked and understaffed. There was constant like doctors that told me or several of the nurses told me that they have forced um forced voluntary hours or voluntary required voluntary hours right. something to that effect yeah. where they don't have a choice they have to do it but yet they are working double shifts and extra shifts and they're exhausted so some of them even said that they don't take lunch breaks and they yep. they just eat reese's uh butter reese's cups peanut butter cups and snickers or whatever on the go and so so I'm very thankful for the care that I've received, and it's it's been really nice to, to see the people in action and the work that they're doing and getting to know them and trying to be an encouragement to them. It was also really nice. It's kind of a surprise that they allowed Kelly to come and 
and it was great to have you come and visit me. And one of the things we were so thankful for throughout this craziness, there were some major things that we're thankful for. One of them being that they allowed me to visit on yeah. a very regular basis. Just yesterday, they started trying to change some of the visitation rules and things, <coughs> but overall, they were great about letting me be there and visit as often as I wanted to. So that is a huge, huge blessing. The second one being that he was the day the day that I first got um, diagnosed with COVID, he was getting ready to jump on a plane to go to Germany. Right. That's what we talked about in our episode, two or three episodes ago, that we were going back to Germany to try to um, deal with all of our stuff there. And he was also going to be preaching at a church there in the area. So he was about to jump on a plane the next morning. Within 12 hours of my getting my diagnosis, he was going to be on a plane to Germany and would have had COVID in Germany, been in the hospital in Germany, thousands of miles away. So just some things that we have recognized through all of this craziness, things that we're so thankful for that God protected from, that God, he had a plan all along. We don't know why it happened and the timing that it did. And that was confusing and, to be honest, very frustrating when we first found out that I had COVID because he was not allowed to fly because of that. And then within two days, he he got a positive COVID test. So we just, God knew what he was doing. Yeah, I can't, so can't imagine what it would have been like being in a German hospital, not having you there. And uh, so that was a really, really great treat, um, morale booster for me, all those days in the hospital where you were able to come and visit. And then it was also a treat that my parents, they flew, uh, they came here to have a couple week vacation here in the States. And so they've been here helping out. At the uh, with the kids and and school starting and things like that, and then they also got to come and visit. It was just one at a time. I couldn't have have so many people in the mm-hmm. room, but so it was it was really cool to, to be able to have that. And once again, I'm I'm very thankful for the care that I received at the hospital. Those nurses were rock stars. They were awesome, and I, I really think they enjoyed uh, our, us being there too because you'd bring uh, some donuts and pizza for them and kind of kind of just. Uh, help um, them along the day, put a smile on their face. You know. My sister, for our listeners, my sister is in nursing school right now, so she told me all the tricks to bring bring treats to the nurses yeah. and take care of them. And we wanted to do it as a huge, th- a tiny thank you for the huge job that they are doing. Um, so we were able to bring them some donuts and things just to, to try to make their day a little bit. And today, we just want to chat with you all about what we've been going through and share some lessons that God's been teaching us through this crazy ordeal with COVID. And so I, I usually we have uh, somebody that we interview, but I thought I'd, I'd I'd share some of my thoughts, and Kelly would share some things that's been on her heart during this ordeal that we've had with COVID. It is interesting sitting here in the Hope Through the Fire podcast studio with a thing of oxygen sitting next to me, but God has been good, and He's been helping us through this all all this whole time. It's been an uh, emotional roller coaster for us, mm-hmm. and God has been teaching us some very valuable lessons concerning His goodness. And his faithfulness. So we're just going to share a little bit of you know some of the feelings and thoughts that we've had, and we're going to be very open and transparent. It, we yeah. were there were not all beautiful moments of we're trusting in the Lord. There were there were some dark times and some yeah, scary times that we went through in the last three weeks. Um, and I, I think for me, I'm not sure as much for you, but for me, there were some even if moments that I had to yeah, have. There was um, just wondering what God was doing. Um, really not having answers. Why, why did this have to happen at this time? There's other things that we can't really even share right now that kind of had to get put on hold um, that are being pushed back a little ways, which are just, just some frustrating things. Just wondering why, why, why has this happened? Um, they, they did say the one doctor just, when I mean, we didn't know this in the beginning, but at the 
that you're not considering his a severe case, even though he spent 13 days in the hospital, um, somewhere between normal and severe is what he was on. I think once you're on a respirator is when you're considered severe. But with all of that aside, of course, we all know COVID can change in a heartbeat. And just we had a lot of friends going through really difficult times, people on ventilators, people who friends who had just lost loved ones to COVID. So, of course, that was always in the back of our minds, in the back of my mind when he's hospitalized. It's a scary time. And for me, I know there were several moments um, where God was giving us more even if moments. What are you going to do if it doesn't go the way that you that you want to? And I had a few moments where I told God, I, I don't want to say even if right now. I don't want to go through that. I don't want to even imagine that. So it was a time that God gave us in our life to kind of pause and reflect on who he is and his character and that he's still good and his steadfast love is there no matter what. And even in moments are the hardest to deal with because humanly speaking, we don't get straightforward answers a lot of times. Life throws us a lot of difficulties and literally a lot of times things look bleak. But the truth of the matter is that while our situation changed with all this COVID things that we had to deal with, the almighty God of the universe has not changed. And that is something that we can hold on with a tight grip. And holding on to that promise of God's faithfulness is sometimes the only thing you can do. And that's kind of where we've been the last few weeks. I know as we've been struggling through this, even if moment, it's done my heart so good just knowing that God is faithful and he doesn't change. So I'm sitting, actually not sitting there, I was laying. <laughs> and let's yeah. clarify, laying on his stomach was the only way that his oxygen right. would stay at a decent level. So I'm laying there on my bed and I'm kind of wallowing in my misery. And I pulled up my phone and I started listening to some sermons. And I, I, I listened to a sermon by our pastor, Scott Wakefield. And it was a very encouraging sermon. And his text was Lamentations 3, 16 through 24. And in that passage, the prophet Jeremiah is having his own personal even-if moment. And his outlook is pretty dim. And I want you to hear what he has to say. In verse 16, he says, He has made my teeth grind on gravel and made me cower in ashes. My soul is bereft of peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. So I say my endurance has perished. So has my hope from the Lord. Remember my affliction and my wanderings and the wormwood and the, the gall. My soul continually remembers it <clears throat> and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy never comes to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. Let's break this passage down for just a second. In verses 16 through 20, Jeremiah is not experiencing a great life. Life has thrown him some pretty nasty lemons, and he's not at the point where he's wanting to make some lemonade. <laughs> In verse 16, he says that God has made his teeth to grind on gravel. Now, I have no idea what that means, but that sounds pretty painful. Then Jeremiah says he's cowering in ashes. In verse 17, his soul's deprived of peace. And he's forgotten what happiness is. But then we see in verses 18 through 20 that Jeremiah's talk turns a little more spiritual. And his endurance is perished, and so has his hope in the Lord. In verse 19, he feels lost and full of misery. This is probably the lowest point in Jeremiah's life. 
And this is not a one-time ordeal. Did you catch what he said in verse 20? He says, my soul continually remembers it, and it's bowed down within me. He was constantly being reminded about the pain and suffering that he was going through. I know I've been there a few mm-hmm. times. Have you been there, listener? I know just in the last few weeks, we've experienced this yes, just we a have. few times. I'm sure Bob can tell some stories of feeling like his soul was bowed down within him. The difficulties and pain sometimes just keep piling on. And every time you turn around, you're being reminded of all the pain and suffering that you're going through. But Jeremiah, he hasn't lost all hope. And, and his tone changes in verses 21 through 24. And this is his even if moment. Let's read this again. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. This is a much different perspective on life for Jeremiah. But what changed? Did his circumstances get better? Not that I can tell. He he went from talking about a miserable life and without skipping a beat, he's talking about the Lord and finding hope in the Lord. And it's so interesting that there's no turn of events for Jeremiah. We don't see like, oh, things got a little better and now look how happy I am. But his outlook on life completely changed. Yes, it does. He says that when he thinks about God's steadfast love and how it never ceases, that's when his hope is renewed, not his change in his circumstances. And I love this language. It's so beautiful because it draws God's covenant of promising to his people that he will always love them. It started all the way back when Ab- with Abraham, and it continues for us today. God's love never fails, and he is committed to love us no matter what we do or what horrible, difficult circumstances that we're facing. And because of God's steadfast love, then he is reminded that God's mercy never come to an end. His mercies are new every morning. Every time that Jeremiah woke up, he experienced God's mercies. And that's what we can experience as well. Because God's love never changes, because of his steadfast love, then it is an assured thing for us that his mercies can continue without end. And I love the icing on the cake here when Jeremiah declares with confidence, great is your faithfulness. This is his even if moment. His situation has not changed at all. He is still living a pretty miserable life. But God's steadfast love has changed his perspective. And Jeremiah boldly declares, great is your faithfulness. Now, I have to be honest and say that I I can't, I, I did not boldly declare this in the last couple of weeks. I, the last couple of weeks have not been a walk in the park for me. It first started out with, with having the problems with low oxygen, but really high fevers and things. So I, I was admitted to the hospital on August 5th and stayed there until the evening of August 9th. And so they were, they were just trying to get those oxygen levels where they needed to be and get that fever down. The fever was really, really, really high. And so they, they discharged me on the evening of August 9th. They, things were looking pretty decent. He had a 24-hour period where he was on no oxygen at right. all. So they were super encouraged, like, oh, you're doing great. You just got to get this fever taken care of. And it was they were able to keep it under control. But 
they sent us home and within mm-hmm. about 15 hours, 14 hours of being yeah. home, we that, got to come home at six o'clock and the next morning by nine o'clock. And I, I have to admit, uh, full transparency to everybody. I was a pretty cranky dude and I gave, uh, I was pretty made, made life miserable for Kelly. She was trying to get me to the hospital because we could see I had a little, little, little Pulse finger, oximeter. oximeter thing that showed that my oxygen was, was tanking dangerously low. Uh, throughout the night there and I was I would say no I'm not going back to the hospital and everything but finally she dragged me to the hospital I was in the when ER. I saw his face turning gray yes and I saw that too and I said we gotta go I might, I was having some color change there so it's August 10th right mm, yes it's August 10th we, we got, went back to the ER and they finally admitted me again for a second time in the hospital and that's when I really started struggling with oxygen levels and so what they we've I've talked about this a little bit Kelly mentioned it but they they wanted me to lay prone on my stomach uh, for long periods of times to help open things up and 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 help the lungs stretch a little bit to try to get that oxygen flow plus I was on high levels of oxygen that they were they were giving to me and anytime I would just barely move if I went to use a restroom or if I blinked or move my arm or whatever it would just the, the oxygen levels would tank even with all this high oxygen that I was I was I was receiving and and so we're battling this whole thing with the oxygen my lungs are being stubborn um, the doctors are, are perplexed thankfully the fever left and all the aches and pains and, and then the threat of blood clots that subsided but but there was just this problem with my oxygen and 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 they were saying that I had really old lungs <laughs> And uh, lazy lungs, lazy lungs. That's right. And so it's just, it was just so difficult and it was so uncomfortable to lay in my stomach for all those hours. And, uh, but it was helpful. Every time I would do that, it would help get the oxygen flowing better. And, uh, so it was necessary, but I was just in a miserable state. I had no desire to be in the hospital. Uh, it was, it was, it was starting to get really rough. My psyche was going crazy. The walls were all looking the same, and I just was going nuts. And this little hospital room was about the size of a Cracker Jack box. Yeah. It was tiny, and it there was, was barely room to even walk around the edges of the bed. It, so that if was I could walk. To, if he could have walked. <clears throat> so, and I, I was starting to say what Jeremiah said. I said, my, my endurance has perished, and, and my hope from, from the Lord was, was starting to perish. But in the midst of a really terrible situation, I'm so glad that God brought reminders to me and help, helped me to get my eyes back on the one who is my portion and my hope. Laying prone on my belly, trying to get that oxygen up, I listened to many sermons and, and songs which really spoke to my heart. It did something to my soul. I meditated on lamentations from the sermon that our pastor preached, and there were other sermons that I listened to that gave me that spiritual jolt that I needed. And then I went to YouTube, and I listened to some music videos from various Christian groups. And the faucet turned on, and all my emotions just came pouring out. And one song that I listened to is from the group Casting Crowns. And that's when the, then the, the, the eye sprinklers really <laughs> kicked on. And, and I had a lot of emotion listening to that song. And if you haven't heard Praise You in the Storm, you need to pause this right now and go find it. That song spoke to me in such a way. I want to read these lyrics and hope it's a blessing to you as much as it was as it as much as it was for me. The song goes like this. I was sure by now God you would have reached down and wiped away my tears, stepped in and saved the day. And once again I say amen and it's still raining. But as the thunder rolls, 
I barely hear you whisper through the rain. I'm with you. And as your mercy falls, I'll raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. The chorus says, I'll praise you in this storm. I will lift my hands, for you are who you are, no matter where I am. And every tear I've cried, you hold in your hand. And never, you've never left my side. And though my heart is torn, I will praise you in this storm. I remember when I stumbled in the wind. You heard my cry. You raised me up again. My strength is almost gone. How can I carry on if I can't find you? But as the thunder rolls, I barely hear you whisper through the rain. I'm with you. And as your mercy falls, I'll raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. And at the end, there's a beautiful bridge that says, I lift my eyes into the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I lift my eyes into the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker and heaven of earth and earth. And I love that chorus. And I want to read that to you one more time and listen to these words. And I hope it's a blessing. I will lift up my hands for you are who you are. No matter where I am, every tear I've cried, you hold in your hand. You have never left my side, though my heart is torn. I will praise you in this storm. And though my heart is torn, I'll praise you in this storm. Isn't that powerful? It really spoke to me. And I, I know reading the lyrics may not do, do it justice, but when I hear the music and the voices singing, and most importantly, when I hear those powerful words, words pierce my weary soul, it just stirs my heart so much. And right there, in my hospital room, I bawled my eyes out to the Lord, and I praised Him, because He deserves all the praise. See, my oxygen levels hadn't changed. I was, I was miserable. I was laying on my stomach trying to keep things going. But God got a hold of me, and it reminded me that I needed to praise Him. Once again, I experienced an even-if moment. I immediately posted all these thoughts that I was having on Facebook I, with a link to the music video. And it's interesting how a few seconds after posting that, then Kelly sent me a text almost with the, the same situation. So I was at home getting ready to, to go up to the hospital, and I had just <laughs> finished listening to Mercy's Me, Bring, bring the Rain. And I love the words of the chorus. And then into the third verse, the song says, Bring me joy, bring me peace, bring the chance to be free, bring me anything that brings you glory. And I know there'll be days when this life brings me pain. But if that's what it takes to praise you, Jesus, bring the rain. And he says, I am yours regardless of the dark clouds that may loom above, because you're much greater than my pain. You who made a way for me by suffering your destiny. So tell me, so tell me, what's a little rain? The bridge of the song is so beautiful, and it just repeats the words, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And just listening through that song and remembering that what he suffered is nothing in comparison to the tiny little amount of three weeks of miserableness that we had to suffer. But he is holy. He's worthy of our praise, even in the middle, the middle of a really difficult time. And so once again, 
We've learned that even if moments happen constantly. This isn't the first time we've talked about even if moments. And I don't know what kind of even if moment you're going through right now. But if you're going through something like that, I hope you can see God through it. I hope that you can see how great he is and how wonderful and almighty he is. I hope you have the realization that God is faithful and he's good and he's loving, even if your horrible situation doesn't change. We hope that our COVID story today has been a blessing to you. It's been very emotional for us to share this. If it has been a blessing, please let us know. We love receiving messages from our listeners. Reach out to us through Facebook or Twitter. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the podcast. But before we sign off on this episode, we just want to say thanks to so many of you who have been praying for us and sending us notes of encouragement. Several people have even sent some gifts to us. And we've really, really felt a huge outpouring of love. And we're so grateful for each and every one of you. Yes, we're also super thankful for our church. They have cared for us in ways that were indescribable. We've had people bring us meals, check up on us constantly. The first four or five days, like I never put my phone down because I was constantly answering a message that someone was sending me asking how things were going and just people just cared for us and brought our kids lunch when I was up at the hospital. Just anything you can think of, people did it and were there for us. So it's been overwhelming to experience the love and support from so many people. Y'all are wonderful. Thank you. And thanks so much for listening to the Hope Through the Fire podcast. And join us next time as we hear an incredible story of how someone found hope through the fire. And experienced God turning their ashes into something beautiful. I know you're evil, but I know you can. So